0: with former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Bob Nightingale updating the latest on MLB's negotiations, saying the 38-member executive board of the Players Union have scheduled a meeting this afternoon to discuss the modified MLB 60-game proposal. They are expecting that a formal vote will be taken. Buster Olney backing that up, saying the expectation has been that the union will reject the owner's proposal in the next logical move would be for manfred to implement the 60 game season and with that we go out to the brown and crouppen celebrity line to be joined by buster He's a baseball insider for espn and espn.com joins us here on ribs and bk buster first of all happy belated father's day i appreciate you hopping on with us today what is the latest given the expectation that the players are going to reject this owner's proposal
1: and on and on and on we go, right? And I feel like I got to do a disclaimer every time we talk about this. It's been disgusting to watch. People in the industry, among the rank and file, are completely appalled that this conversation has been going on like this for so long, uh, you know, given what's going on in the country. Now, you know, to set that aside, there is, uh, as Bob has reported and others have reported, you know, the players are expected to have their vote today. Um, you know, there's a perception within the union. And there's a perception with, uh, within the owners that there is a Scott Boris wing of, of the players and that, uh, you know, that they've been the most aggressive and, tr- and the most hawkish. And, and uh, that voice, the full expectation is, is as of this afternoon, will probably win out and that they will reject the owner's proposal. And uh, and then you know we'll uh, we'll see what Rob Manfred does, his next logical move, because the calendar now is a very real issue. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, according to the owners' plan that they put out, the players would be in camp a week from today, which seems laughable. Um, you know, given all the challenges of, of putting all the health and safety protocol into place, but uh, that would that would come next, and then we'll see what happens with the players' reaction. I, I mean, I've heard from so many agents through this process that it would become like the ultimate defection uh, situation if, in fact, Rob rams a, a system down the throat of the players and it'll turn into total circus.
2: Uh, Buster, I want to circle back to, to Boris here for a second, okay? Because, you know, having been a former pro hockey player and having an agent and kind of being in those circles... I've never seen an agent have this kind of an impact on a group of players. And I'm just wondering, how is the union letting that happen? And certainly the owners can't be pleased with that.
1: Well and they are not pleased and the other thing too is that it's it, it feels like to some degree that they're kind of getting spooked by it <laughs> um, where you know they they a lot of the justification the owner side for how they played they played out this process has been well Scott's gonna blow it up anyway you know Scott is the guy he, he's become the the boogeyman on the other side uh, for I think for the owners in terms of what's happening so and, and I don't know you know for certain that that's actually a practical reality. I actually think that, you know, the owners reconstituted spam offers that we saw at the beginning of this process probably had as much to do with the entrenchment of the players as anything. Uh, you know, at the beginning, when we were in mid-May, I had uh, moderates, players, and agents telling me that they thought that, yeah, we'd probably be able to work something out, but that first offer was so stark, the one where they were saying that players making the highest salaries would get only 20%, they felt like that that absolute. Coalesce the players' side, but you know, they, it, right now the perception is is that uh, you know part of the the union strategy would be to force Rob Manfred to implement, and then they would file a grievance. So I just sent out on Twitter a little while ago, like building a a, a strategy around filing a grievance in baseball is like doing your financial planning around the expectations you're going to win the lottery. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a really dangerous way to go. Especially, uh, you can bet that the idea that this is all unforeseen and the coronavirus derailed everything, that would be part of the discussion in in front of an arbitrator. I don't know how you win that. All
2: right, Buster, circling back here to the coronavirus a little bit, um, let's say the players and the owners can somehow miraculously get a deal worked out. At yeah. this point, I'm not confident in anything, but let's say it happens and then let's say the coronavirus or COVID comes in and interrupts everything at the end of it all. How bitter are baseball people going to be that they've been listening to this soap opera go on back and forth for all this time? And the one thing that they really didn't talk about too much was the virus. And now the virus rears its ugly head back into the picture. And we could have maybe just put aside all the, the the bantering back and forth and focused on that. How How upset will people be?
1: Yeah, and they've been talking about the protocol... Um, you know, as they've been talking about the financial issues over the last twenty four hours, they talked to two people who've seen the the latest version of the protocol, and they both say it's breathtakingly detailed to the point that they were one person who was reading it said I had to stop, like I, I couldn't I couldn't get through it all because you're like, how in the world are we going to pull that off? And keep in mind, again, I'll repeat, uh, according to the owner's plan, the players are supposed to be in camp a week from today. Uh, how are you going to train your security? People uh, to to follow through. You know, how are you going to have the time to train your you know your athletic staff, your 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 uh, your front office staff, all the players? There's so many potential complications in that, and I agree with you. You know, if in fact. Um, you know, they, they wind up uh, you know, going through the financial stuff and they make a deal, which I think is, is you know, possible. It, it may well all be derailed by the coronavirus. We saw, you know, last Friday, beginning of the day, you know, there's some talk about maybe there had been some positive tests. By the end of the day, they shut down all the spring training camps in Florida and Arizona. Uh, that's how quickly moving this thing is. I've said all along baseball is like a rowboat in a hurricane because they're completely at the mercy of this virus.
0: We're talking with Buster Olney, Baseball Insider for ESPN and ESPN.com here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Buster, I I appreciate that baseball has those protocols all kind of ready to go if and when necessary, but one thing that has really frustrated me basically since the very beginning with the player side of this, frankly, is their hesitance to do anything in quarantine and instead their insistence that they have to be in their host city How does this work if that's the way that they're going to decide to do it, Buster? It seems to me like every other sport, at least right now, is trying to do a hub city. And baseball has been resistant from that since basically day one.
1: Yeah, which is why I think from the beginning, um, and I wrote this back in, in the middle of March, if this was going to work out this year, then these two sides, uh, players in Major League Baseball, who, who right now have their worst relationship in 25 years, they absolutely need to collaborate and cooperate. Like, they need to have, you know, three months ago had committees right away, Zoom calls every day, okay, how's this going to work? Does this work for you? Okay, let's work through this problem, etc., etc., etc. Instead, you know, they've continue to be in their respective trenches just lobbing shells at each other and leaks and and statements and they're not really collaborating you're right um you know the the idea that they pull it off that it would seem based on what we've seen with baseball in south korea based on what we've seen with baseball in japan is that you're going to have to have everyone working together and i don't mean this is a political statement i i'm just reflecting an observation i've heard from a lot of people in baseball let's face it in this country you know there are are, um you know some people in different parts of the country who are, are are more open and amenable to wearing masks and doing different things than they are in other parts of the country that's absolutely going to be reflected in the baseball population and the fact is is that you got to get everybody on the same page if it's going to work as we've seen you know with the in the phillies camp the other day with eight people in that small group of people testing positive for the virus
0: so let's go down the path buster of what appears to be the most likely and you can tell me if if that's not the case but it seems like the players are going to reject this offer and then eventually whether it be tomorrow wednesday whenever rob manfred's going to implement the season in however many games that he decides to do so what next what comes after that buster if that's the path that this goes down
1: If there's an implementation and if the agents and players I'm talking to are right, you are going to start hearing about defections of players saying, I'm out, not doing it. Um, I think the fact, I mean, besides the, you know, the inherent, uh, you know, concern about the coronavirus, the fact that there wouldn't actually be agreement between the two sides is going to give cover, um, and rationale for some players who decide they don't want to participate. You know, potential free agents, guys who, you know, could hit the open market in the fall and have a lot of money at stake, they may drop out. You might see players, you know, who in the past, if they had a, a small injury, they would just play through maybe in the you know the new 2020 shortened implemented season they could say not doing that not working through it it's going to become a circus. And as I wrote in a column yesterday, um, you know, if you're Rob Manfred, you're the owners, you have to understand that if you implement a season, then it might be that on a day-by-day basis, the biggest stories in the sport are not, hey, the, you know, the Cardinals faced off with the Cubs. It might be, okay, which stars have left their their, their uh, clubhouses today? Which players are not available today? That would get really ugly. Uh, for baseball, if it plays out that way, I think you could cue the Benny
2: Hill music. Buster, I'm get, I'm frustrated with baseball right now. I just want these guys to figure it out. But the last time we talked, um, or we actually the first time we didn't talk, you were out <laughs> cutting the grass, if you can remember. And I'm a big <laughs> uh, yard guy. I'm just wondering, how's the grass looking these days?
1: Well the grass was looking good till so we we we've had too much time without rain. It's starting to get sparse, but I gotta say, the weeds are in are in excellent shape. The grass is in excellent shape. I've actually learned how to cook a little bit during the thing. <laughs> I you know, I've been taking I last time I saw one soda of the Nationals, I said, you know, next time I see you I'm gonna I'm gonna try to break out some tomatoes for you. I'm making a little bit of progress in that. <laughs> so that's kinda where we are. and and I'll just reiterate it. I, I you know, I think the points you guys have been bring it up are are excellent and it's a reminder all of this could be derailed with a spat of positive tests and i I, I frankly would be surprised if they're able to pull this off and there's no chance they pull it off if the two sides are pulling at opposite sides of the rope
0: buster i've got two more quick ones for you the first one i've got to ask a follow-up on what father's day looked like in the Olney household yesterday what were you doing were you on the grill were you grilling yesterday what did it look like in the Olney household for father's day
1: Well, coincidentally, uh, my number two, my son, his 16th birthday was yesterday. So he kind of dominated the day. Uh, He got four Frisbees, and the four of us, uh, my older daughter, my wife and I, and my son, we all went out and played Frisbee golf last night, and that was
0: fun. Nice. That's fantastic. Buster, first of all, happy birthday to your son. And last thing for you, I'm going to ask you to take out your Magic 8 ball. What's going to happen here with baseball? (laughs)
1: Um, no they pressure. will not make a deal. The commissioner will implement, and and then um, and, and then eventually the the a bunch of tests happen, and then the you know that season doesn't come off, uh, and it doesn't happen. Uh, by the way, I suggested one curveball I think would be very interesting for Rob Manfred to do as we talk about the possibility of the union filing grievance. What if Major League Baseball were to implement at one hundred and two percent full prorated salary? You talk about the question on the, on the player's side about good faith. That would change the equation dramatically if it tilted their way.
0: That's interesting. So how would that work?
1: Well, he could, he could just say, you know, we're going to we're gonna have a 60-game season and we're not going to play the uh, pay the players at 100% full, full pro rata. Uh, we respect the fact that they're out there trying to make this work in the face of a lot of issues. We're going to give them 102%. I guarantee you that would get the attention of the moderates among the players and the agents. And, and also, by the way, potentially, as we talk about the possibility of a grievance down the road and the question of good faith, you could theoretically... Cut off, uh, cut off the enemy at the past.
2: <laughs> that's a great point. I mean, yeah, there goes their argument or their claim that you're not uh, negotiating good faith. I mean, you're overpaying them at this point. So, yeah, that's a good, a good strategy, Buster. Buster, well, and why not? Especially if there's no baseball, it might not cost you anything. <laughs> at the very least,
0: it makes you look a little bit better, and they certainly yeah. need that right about now. Buster, we certainly always appreciate the time. Whenever you hop on with us, check out his work, ESPN and ESPN.coms, where you find it, and on Twitter, at Buster underscore ESPN. Buster, we'll talk with you soon. Thanks so much.
1: I appreciate it, guys. Good to talk with you again.